Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Meg Enns about her intimate wedding at the Four Seasons Resort at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about this because we have talked about Four Seasons weddings in the past, but you don't hear of a lot of people who go with their smaller intimate package. And so Meg has a bunch of great information for you if you're considering this as an alternative to a Disney's fairy tale wedding. So welcome, Meg. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm really excited to have you share the information about this because I think it's a great alternative and it's a classy alternative and it's a way to have a Disney wedding. Maybe if you can't afford a Disney's fairy tale wedding or you just want something that's a little bit less Disney, it's a great alternative for people who are looking into that. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, how did you guys decide that this was the option you wanted, an intimate wedding at the Four Seasons Resort? We always kind of knew that we were looking at a Florida Disney wedding, and we really did look into the Disney escape packages as well. But when we were doing a lot of the research, we realized that the Four Seasons package kind of fit our budget a little bit better, and it seemed a little bit more flexible. And with some of the the way that our plans were coming together, we were really looking for something that was as flexible as, as we could kind of get. When I was talking to my husband about kind of the Disney Florida wedding, I think he had always kind of pictured something a little bit more traditional. And when I came across the Four Seasons option, it was kind of just the perfect combination of something that fit our budget a little bit better. Um, And it also kind of had that more traditional feel that was a compromise between kind of a Disney Disney wedding and still getting to have our sort of Disney touch Florida wedding. Okay, that sounds great. So can you talk a little bit about what is included in this package and what the price is? Sure. So I I think the prices changed slightly since uh, we actually booked our wedding. We actually ended up booking it back in October of 2014. So when we had booked, the base price was $3,600 for the package. And that had included the bouquet and the boutonniere. It included uh, the ceremony, the chairs, the setup and the teardown, the steaming of the dress and the suit or the tux on the day of the wedding, uh, a champagne toast for all the guests. And I think I think it's up to 30 guests at the well I, we ended up kind of having it at the reception but it does include a champagne toast as well there is a water station and I think the $3,600 package at that time had also included an efficient and I believe it was an hour of photography um, but we ended up customizing the package a little bit so our Our price was a little bit different, and we brought our own officiant and our own photographer. So our actual cost ended up being $3,300 with those kind of adjustments in the pricing and in the inclusions. But that's great that it's so flexible because Disney's escape package, they don't give you any kind of credit or reduction in the price. There's a way to swap out one of the photo packages, but that's great that they, the Four Seasons was able to work with you on that. 
Yeah, they were really flexible throughout the whole thing. It was actually my husband's father, my father-in-law, who did the ceremony. And we had known from the beginning that we wanted him to do the ceremony. So even kind of those little adjustments that we could make with saving a little bit here and being able to kind of move our budget around to other things that were also important to us, it was really helpful in the planning process. And they were really good with getting back to us quickly when we suggested kind of every combination imaginable. That's great. Now, you mentioned that there's steaming of the tux and the gown. Does that mean they require you to stay at the Four Seasons to have the wedding there? No, we actually, we didn't stay at the Four Seasons and none of our guests stayed at the Four Seasons either. It was just a bit out of our budget. So we actually stayed at the Port Orleans Riverside Resort, and so did all of our guests. We had 13 guests. And what we did was we just dropped off the dress. Uh, My mom and I took a taxi. It's a five-minute taxi ride from the Port Orleans Riverside. So we took a taxi over the day before and did our our first site visit, which was the first time we'd ever seen the resort in person. And that's when we chose where the venue, the actual ceremony would be. And at that time, we dropped off the dress and my husband's suit, and then... I believe it was later that evening, my mom took a taxi back to the Four Seasons and picked up the dress and the suit. And then we just had them brought back to the Portland's Riverside, but we were really close by. So it was really convenient getting back and forth. That's interesting. Now, I'm also interested to know that you didn't choose your venues until the day before when you did a walkthrough. Yeah. (laughs) Which venues did they offer you and how did you decide? They offered us pretty much anywhere in the resort that we wanted because we were such a small party. They were really flexible, again, with the location. And so about a few months before the actual wedding, the wedding coordinator we were working with, uh, his name is Sasha, he did a a FaceTime tour of the resort with us and kind of showed us all the, the potential options. But then because we weren't able to go down there in advance, he said that because we were so small and it would be so easy to kind of make a last minute decision, we just... My mom and I went the day before the wedding and kind of did an in-person tour of the resort. And we'd actually thought initially that we were kind of set on one particular area, one of their lakeside pavilions. And then uh, when we got there in person, we kind of noticed this little terrace area off of one of the ballrooms and just kind of fell in love with that space. Um, And it wasn't actually officially a wedding location venue. But when we asked them, saying kind of we loved the background, we loved the shade, um, it kind of had everything we were looking for. They were, again, really flexible and just said that that would be no problem. And so even though it wasn't actually an official ceremony location, that's what they set up and it really worked perfectly. That's wonderful. What size was your group? We had 13 of us total. So it was it was really small. It was just both of our immediate families. I don't know kind of the maximum number that that space could accommodate. Um, but with the intimate weddings being so small, they were really flexible with kind of making those decisions of where the actual ceremony would be. And they had a lot of different options to choose from. I think it was kind of one of the most overwhelming things of thinking there were so many different choices. There were lawn spaces, there were indoor spaces, there were kind of um, these balcony spaces. Um, and so at first, just kind of having pictures to to select from um, and then doing the FaceTime tour, we had kind of narrowed it down and then we just ended up changing everything the day before the wedding. <laughs> That's great that it was so easy to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, another thing that you can customize in this package is the bouquet. They don't just say you can have X, Y, or Z. You can pretty much have anything you want. Were there any restrictions or like you can only have this many flowers or this type of flowers? 
I don't think so. What I did was I I received a kind of document that had these sort of inspiration bouquets, and I chose one of those, but there were kind of some adjustments I wanted to make. Once I had selected that particular option, then I was just emailing directly back and forth um, with the floral vendor and kind of had sent him some pictures of what I I liked, colors, um, types of flowers, that kind of thing. I was never told about any kind of restriction or that there wasn't anything that kind of was possible or was over a budget or over a set amount. They just worked with me with exactly kind of what I what I showed them in pictures and what I talked about. And then when I saw the bouquet in person, it was kind of exactly perfectly all a blend of all of the, the pictures that I had sent them in advance. So no, I don't think there's any kind of restrictions um, with regard to the types of flowers or sizes or colors. Um, they really just worked with all the million pictures that I sent them. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now, did you pair the intimate package with any of the Four Seasons reception options? We did look at the um, the reception options, but again, we were on a really, really tight budget. Uh, it was a morning ceremony. Um, so the ceremony was actually at 11 a.m. And then what we did was we had a lunch at the golf club restaurant. It's called Plancha. And we didn't uh, actually kind of have a real customized menu. What we just asked is if they could create a limited menu of what would, what they already offered, their regular menu, but just kind of create a customized menu in terms of allowing each one of our guests to select an entree and we kind of limited what the entree options were um, and a drink and then we had the champagne toast served at the restaurant and because it was such a it's such a quiet restaurant we actually didn't book a private event or anything like that we just had the lunch during regular regular dining hours and so in that way I think we saved a lot of money by not having kind of an official reception um, but we had a full served lunch with the champagne toast and it was so quiet at the restaurant that it worked out really Really perfectly and it really felt like it was kind of a private custom event but really it was just kind of a, a regular lunch with a regular menu. That's great to know because yeah it can sometimes seem like well I don't want to have a reception in a restaurant because it'll be really busy and noisy but it seems like the middle of the day and you were were you on a weekday? We were. We were on a Thursday morning, which I think really helped. The resort was so quiet for the whole day it kind of felt like we were the only ones there. <laughs> That's great. Now, the package does not come with a cake. Did you add one? We did not. What we ended up doing was, because the, the whole wedding was so early in the day and we had such a small guest of the wedding, um, that what we did was after the, the lunch at Plancha, which was kind of like the reception had finished, we all went to the Magic Kingdom, um, and then we had this kind of big family dinner at the California Grill. And what we did there was we got a cake at the California Grill and kind of did like a cake and fireworks kind of mini cake party. And so that's where we got our cake. Uh, It was actually at the California Grill in the evening for the fireworks. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, great. Did you add any other events inside the parks, like an illuminations dessert party or, you know, farewell brunch or anything like that? Because uh, it was just both of our immediate families, we really spent most of the time with everyone all together. So I had kind of planned all of the dining reservations and the fast passes and coordinated that for a big group of 13 um, to have all of those. So everyone was kind of on the same fast pass schedule on the same dining reservations. Um, and we did do some things like all of the all of the men did the drinking around the world the day before. Um, we didn't actually do any kind of official event. It was sort of all self-planned and coordinated, but we just kind of came up with inside the parks for fun on our own. That's cool. So how did your friends and family feel about going to Walt Disney World? Were they expecting it? Were they surprised? Did they have a great time? 
they had a great time. Um, I don't think anyone was surprised. I think they were all kind of slightly amused <laughs> when I first brought up the idea. Um, but because all, all of our families kind of live all over the world, we knew that we were probably going to go with a destination wedding anyways, just so it was somewhere central that everyone could get to and somewhere where it was kind of reasonable for flights and timing and all those kinds of things. So Florida already kind of made sense um, for where everyone was scattered as kind of a central meeting point. And then once we realized we were already going to be doing that, I've always been a huge fan of Disney World and we had been there before. So it kind of just made sense. And my husband's sister has young kids. So I think it kind of worked out really well for the whole family atmosphere with such a small wedding and such a small event. So everyone got Got on board really quickly and uh, we had so much fun. That's great to hear. So can you give my listeners a basic timeline of how the day ran so that they can maybe envision what it would be like if they had their wedding at the Four Seasons? We had a morning ceremony. It was at 11 a.m. because it was June and it was hot. And our photographers had suggested that earlier in the day was a lot better for pictures with the heat um, and with the lighting. So uh, we we decided that 11 a.m. sounded like a good time for the ceremony. So we got up um, around six o'clock for hair and makeup. Um, And then because it was literally a five-minute taxi ride to the Four Seasons. Um, We just hopped in taxis and took them over. Um, So we actually did our photos before the ceremony. So my husband and I got there around 9.45. That was right when our photography was starting because we actually only did two hours of photography. We didn't have photographers for the entire day. Um, So we met them and we did um, all of our kind of bride and groom photos before the ceremony. And then the ceremony was at 11 and kind of between between 11 and 11.30, the ceremony had wrapped up, um, and then we just kind of had some time in the venue on the terrace um, for more pictures and family pictures, um, and then around noon, uh, they actually brought us over in golf carts from the main um, Four Seasons building to where the, the golf club clubhouse is, which is where the plancha restaurant is, um, and then we had our lunch reception from around noon to 1.30 or 2 o'clock or so, um, and then we went back to the Orleans. We did a few more family photos. Everyone changed into shirts and t-shirts and we went to the Magic Kingdom, (laughs) hit all of our fast passes there. And then we had a 7.30 reservation at the California Grill. Um, And then we had our big family dinner um, and then the cake and then wishes at 10 o'clock clock was kind of the end of the day Um, and everything at that timeline I think that was one of the things that I had worried about the most in advance was kind of figuring out that timeline um, with a kind of mid-morning ceremony Um, but the timing worked really perfectly and I think especially with having the fast passes in the Magic Kingdom uh, we got to ride Space Mountain on our wedding day which is my husband's one request (laughs) so we were able to fit that in and everything kind of worked out perfectly with the timing as well. That's wonderful. Now, you mentioned to me earlier that the whole wedding ended up costing you only about $6,000. Can you talk about where you focused your budget? What were the most important aspects when you were planning? For sure. We really did have to kind of prioritize prioritize what was important to us um, because the 6000 included everything from the shoes to the hair and makeup to the dress to the rings, really everything. So uh, we were both students at the time and kind of working with uh, a limited budget. So um, I think that the number one thing that was important to us uh, was the photos and having photos of the day afterwards and knowing that that was, was kind of 
going to kind of be um, our main memory of the day when looking back and and kind of capturing what the feelings were um, and and what the experience was like. Um, And then I think when we were kind of deciding that photography was where we wanted to focus a lot of our budget, um, I mean, you end up realizing that a lot of things kind of go into the photos because at first I was thinking, well, the dress isn't really so important. And then you realize the dress is in the photos and (laughs) you realize your hair and makeup is in the photos. Um, So it kind of started off with that focus on the photography. And then you kind of realize that the photos are capturing things um, that you kind of need to invest in as well. So then it was a bit of a balance of of not wanting to kind of limit ourselves to something we were going to look back on and regret. And we looked at the photos thinking, oh, if only we had spent a little bit more on this, or if only we, you know, we had saved a little bit more um, here or there for for kind of little things like decorations. Um, So it it was a bit of a balance, um, but I would say photography was probably the main thing. Um, And then probably also my dress Um, because that was something that we knew was going to be kind of a focal point of the photos. Interesting. So what kinds of things did you put the money toward, like uh, things that you knew were going to show up in the photos that you wanted to look good? Well, at first I had a a dress budget of $300 when we started the wedding planning. (laughs) And so I was thinking that that was an area where I was going to save money. Um, And then I realized, okay, maybe that's not so realistic because what I was finding for $300 wasn't something that I wanted to kind of capture forever in photos. Um, So, but I ended up, the dress that I ended up choosing was still just under $500. Um, So kind of little ways like that that we kind of the the budget be a little bit flexible um just thinking that we we didn't want to look back and and think oh my gosh what did we do (laughs) um but at the same time um things that weren't priorities um we were kind of more relaxed with um thinking that we weren't going to kind of try and do every single detail um or kind of put pressure on ourselves to to have things a certain way so we really did try and kind of have that balance and and priority um but the decor was actually one area just because the venue was so beautiful we ended up saving a lot on um, because we really actually barely ended up using any decor at all for the ceremony and for the photos interesting okay and so what were some other areas where you saved your money or, or maybe just effort well we didn't have a bridal party so i think that made things really easy for planning I think kind of with the reception, doing the reception the way that we did, um, the total amount that we ended up spending on the lunch um, was about $350, including the tax and tip. So that was a really kind of budget-friendly way of doing the reception. Um, And then kind of the things that we we didn't kind of put our the pressure on ourselves for were things like favors because it was such close family. Um, we didn't do the welcome bags and the favors, and those were kind of things that were on my to-do list. But then we we realized we're kind of where we were focusing our money and focusing our time. Um, we just ended up doing things like deciding to do photo pass, and then we would send out pictures afterwards, um, kind of as favors with the memories of the wedding. Um, and uh, with the decor, we really didn't have very much decor at all for the ceremony. Um, we just had two very small floral pieces and we brought some of our own um, just fake petals to do an aisle runner um, that they set up for us and they cleaned up for us as well um, as part of the ceremony. Um, and I think also alcohol. We didn't serve alcohol at the reception beyond the champagne toast that was included. Um, so I think probably that also saved us a fair bit of money as well. 
That's interesting. You're a girl after my own heart. You no, <laughs> no bridal party, no welcome bags, no yeah. alcohol. <laughs> These are all great ways to save money. <laughs> I mean, it, I think I think if our families hadn't been kind of understanding the position we were in, um, and I mean, everyone was so easygoing with everything that it was really just a kind of a fun family event. Um, and so the kind of the stress that I felt at the beginning to sort of do all those details perfectly, um, by the time we kind of realized that what was important to us was the ceremony and the marriage and the family. Um, those were kind of the details that we were, we felt a little bit more relaxed about kind of letting go. And if they happened, they happened. And if they didn't, they didn't. Um, and I think everyone's really happy now with having kind of the photos after and the photo pass, um, really worked out well as kind of a, an easier and, and more budget friendly alternative got it yeah so what ended up being your favorite memory of the day I think the ceremony itself I think even kind of imagining the day and and kind of thinking ahead and dreaming and planning and all those things I still don't think I was prepared for the actual ceremony itself and and how emotional it would be and how wonderful it would be and kind of that excitement of those few moments afterwards of thinking oh my gosh we actually did it we got married um and so I don't think any kind of the dress or the even the photography I think everything else is kind of secondary to when we actually kind of look back on that memory of the ceremony and having our families there it really it was amazing wow now did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected I think everything honestly went so much better than I expected. I was pretty stressed out before the wedding. I think it was it was so busy with kind of coordinating everything. And I know we had a really small wedding, so I don't know what I would have done if everything was a lot bigger and kind of more complicated. But I think it was actually the reverse. I think I expected everything to go a lot I, th- I thought more would go wrong than it did. And I thought there was kind of more to worry about and more to stress out about. And then kind of when that when the day actually started. There was even kind of little things my mom actually had to remind me about afterwards when I was kind of saying, I can't imagine everything kind of going more perfectly. Um, And then she was like, there was that time when when you forgot your lipstick and when we went to go do more photos, I didn't have lipstick. And those little things that I kind of had thought would kind of send me into a panic um, on the day of, it was just such a great day that I honestly kind of forgot about them. So kind of even like little wrinkles like that, um, when I look back on the day, it kind of aren't even in the, the memories of what happened. That's wonderful. Now you talked about how you were pretty stressed out beforehand. Were there any particular aspects that seemed like a huge deal that you were super worried about and then it was not even an issue? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think my family was very patient with me um, when I asked their opinion for the 17th time on which shade of the flower petals we should get for the petal toss after the ceremony. And was this one too bright or was this one too pale? And should I go with all the same color or should we vary the colors? <laughs> and they kept saying to me, everything's going to be fine you know, no matter which one you choose, it's going to be great. And I remember kind of agonizing over little things like which shade of, which shade of pink and and which color for this and all those different things. And I realized I spent a lot of time on those kind of details that in the the big scheme of the day really never even crossed my mind on the actual day of the wedding and everything kind of went so smoothly and went so well. I remember worrying about kind of the logistics and the timeline and how everything was going to work out with the timing of of going from the ceremony to the reception and meeting the photographers and was two hours enough and and how would we how would we know where we should be and when um, and I think I really had such a good experience with the four seasons and with the coordinators there and they were so great at kind of managing all those things on the day of the wedding so that we didn't even have to look at the time or worry about anything um, that 
probably um, the timeline was something that I, I really put a lot of thought into, um, but I think I worried about little details that I wouldn't even have ever th imagined that I would be thinking about. Um, but I think just kind of with that hope of everything being perfect, um, your mind kind of finds those little things to think about that on the day of the wedding, it really was just all about the, the wedding and the, the marriage and it was just a great day. That's awesome. Was there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? I think I would have uh, just kind of trusted the process more. Um, and when, when the coordinators at the Four Seasons kept reassuring me that everything was going to go smoothly and they had everything under control, um, I think I was kind of taking on more responsibility or, or more of that kind of worry or that stress than I should have. And I think if I had really just trusted that they, they really did have everything under control um, and that I didn't need to be kind of trying to problem solve for every possible what if scenario, I think I could have just avoided a lot of stress. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's probably the, the main thing that I would have done is just kind of trusted that everything would work out and it would be a great day, no matter what the shade of the petals was. <laughs> <laughs> so then do you have any tips or advice for those considering a wedding or a vow renewal at the Four Seasons? I really love staying at the Port Orleans Riverside. I think that if it's not in your budget to stay at the Four Seasons, um, it's a really good alternative to staying at the Four Seasons itself, just because it's so close. Um, and it's also a great resort. It's kind of more relaxed and laid back. Um, and it was kind of a great place um, for us to do our sort of Disney wedding honeymoon. Um, and I think with having guests of all different ages and all different interests, it was a really good a really good resort that kind of matched all of those different things for those who were looking for activities, those who were looking for something that was laid back. Um, everyone loved the resort and it was so close to the four seasons um, that it was a really good alternative for us um, to staying there. So I think that's something I would definitely suggest looking into. I also think that having the wedding on a weekday, if you're having an intimate wedding, the resort was just so quiet. Um, and they let us know that it was um, kind of particularly like that on weekdays. Um, so if it works for your guests and it works for your schedule, I think doing the, the ceremony on a weekday um, is definitely something we would do um, over again. Um, and then I think also just exploring kind of the whole property um, and looking at sort of those little areas that might not be an actual kind of official wedding location, um, but some, if it's something that kind of is a perfect location for you, like when we kind of stumbled across it and saw that it was shaded and it had the, the green background and, and the columns that we loved and just kind of went with that um, instead of something kind of straight off the bat. Um, I think if you do have that flexibility and you are able to kind of look look all over the place, there's so many little areas that are really, really beautiful spots. Um, so I think that definitely paid off for us. And again, I just think kind of trusting uh, the four seasons and the planning and the process both beforehand and on the day of, um, just because they really took care of everything so smoothly, uh, there really isn't anything to worry about. That's great. Now, is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I haven't really posted anything publicly, but I can send you a few photos. We only did have those two hours of photography, so our pictures are a little bit limited, um, but there are pictures of the ceremony site and kind of all around the grounds um, when we were doing our bride and groom photos before the ceremony that actually are in some of the wedding location options even. Um, so I'd be happy to send you a few of those so they can kind of get a feel for what the resort is like um, and some of the spaces that might be available. Yeah, I will put those into the slideshow for the post of this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Great. 
Well, Meg, thank you so much for taking the time to share all of this information. I think it's really helpful to anyone who's looking for an alternative to Disney's fairy tale weddings or just interested in what they have at the Four Seasons and to know that it is possible to have an inexpensive but beautiful wedding there. So I really appreciate your sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.